This episode is supported by Jace Medical. You may or may not know that in December, drug shortages across the U.S. hit a record high. This is causing severe disruptions in medical treatments, resulting in delays, treatment cancellations, and the unfortunate rationing of vital medications. I know that I have heard in the last few months from multiple mom friends of mine, instances where they have not been able to get medications for themselves or for their children in critical crisis moments. This is so, so scary. I know I've had friends with their kids having seasonal flu cold symptoms, struggling to breathe, and they're at urgent care and unable to get the antibiotics that they need because of these shortages. This is scary stuff. Most notably, one of the short supply antibiotics is amoxicillin, which is commonly used for so many of our children's illnesses. So here's where Jace Medical comes in. They have the Jace case, which is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that are used for the most common and deadly bacterial infections. And you can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your or your children's family's unique needs, like an EpiPen, for example, something that you would never want to be without, would never want to have to run from pharmacy to pharmacy in pursuit of. So if you want to go get these medications and have your antibiotics on supply so that you always have them when you need them in case of an emergency, in case of a disaster, in case of being a, you know, a victim of this drug shortage, Jace Medical will have you covered. All you need to do is go to jacemedical.com and enter the code SHAMELESS at checkout for a discount on your order. That's promo code SHAMELESS at jacemedical, J-A-S-E medical.com, jacemedical.com, code SHAMELESS. This is the Shameless Mom Academy, episode 654. Show notes for this episode, including any links mentioned in the episode, can be found by going to shamelessmom.com and clicking on episode 654. Welcome to the Shameless Mom Academy. I'm your host, Sarah Dean. I'm here to give you and other passionate, driven, unapologetic moms tools, resources, and a little bit of humor to help you lead more positive, powerful, and purposeful lives every damn day. One of the best things about the Shameless Mom Academy is our community, so be sure to join us in our free private Facebook group to connect with other shameless moms just like you. You can find us over at shamelessmom.com forward slash Facebook. All right, let's dive into today's episode. Hey mamas, before we dive into this episode, a quick note. We are in this impossibly difficult time right now and the last couple of years just keep feeling like they get harder and harder and we feel like we just keep having the rug pulled out from under us and we want to feel more powerful and we want to feel hopeful and we want to feel like we're agents of change. And because I know that so many of you are coming to me and commenting on things I'm sharing on social media saying that you're feeling powerless and maybe isolated and possibly stuck and honestly afraid in a lot of instances, I wanted to create an opportunity to make sure that you feel some support and make sure that you have the opportunity to learn and grow and really use your voice in new ways because I know so many of you are wanting to do that, but you don't know where to start. And also because you want to connect with other moms and just be able to have a safe place where you can come together with other women who are wanting to be agents of change, who are wanting to step into leadership and who are really wanting to not just sit back and watch the world unfold as it is, but really step into power in new and exciting ways, um, maybe scary ways ways, but new and exciting ways. So if you are wanting to use your voice and you want to do something, but you don't know where to start, or you just want to be around other moms who are action takers, I want to let you know that I'm going to be opening up enrollment for Momentum Mamas, our membership community next week for just a few days. I wasn't planning on doing this. We were going to do it in September, which we'll potentially still do it then. But I just know that there's so many of you right now who are sitting there 
thinking, I have to do something. I have to do something. I need to learn how to use my voice. I can't just sit and watch horrible things happen over and over again and not feel like I am being someone who is owning their power and their role in creating a better world. So if you are interested in Momentum Mamas and you want to improve your mindset, your self-talk, your sense of self and identity, maybe you want to improve your ability to take courageous and confident action on a regular basis. Maybe you want to improve your ability to use your voice or your power in order to challenge the status quo. I got you. (laughs) Those are all the things that we do inside of Momentum Mamas. So if you are interested in learning more and you want to make sure that you get notified when we open enrollment, it's only going to be open for a few days and I don't want you to miss it if you're interested. So go to shamelessmom.com slash newsletter and you'll get on our email list and you'll get everything you need next week in your inbox. So go to shamelessmom.com slash newsletter, then make sure you check your inbox, make sure you actually get a reply from us that doesn't go to spam or anything like that, make sure you whitelist info at shamelessmom.com so that you're getting all our emails. And then from there, you'll get everything you need to know about our upcoming open enrollment for Momentum Mamas. Thank you for being here. I value you. We're in hard times, but we're going to keep going and we're going to step into our power and we're going to use our voices and we're going to do it together. Hello, Shameless Moms. Happy Monday. I hope wherever you are, you are hanging in there. I'm recording this on Wednesday, just a few days before it goes live, and it's a hard, hard season. It just keeps being a hard season. I am sending so much love to families in Texas, and I am sending so much love to our teachers, and I'm just sending so much love to moms who take their kids to school every single day to a place where they really should have, they should be able to assume safety, and that's just not the case, and there's so many big feelings that go with that. So I'm holding that with you as we dig into this conversation. I considered whether I should change this conversation. I've had this topic planned for a couple of weeks now. And as I thought about it, I thought, you know, one of the most important things we can do is continue to trust ourselves to lead, to trust ourselves to speak up, to challenge ourselves to speak up and to challenge ourselves to take action and to inspire other people to take action. And so I'm going to stick with the topic that we planned on for today, but I'm just looking at it through a little bit of a different lens. As we dig in, I'm going to talk about it in the way that I originally intended to talk about it. But I also know that it just carries different meaning when we are in this current landscape. And so if you're not listening to this in live time, there was a huge school massacre in Texas last week, or when this was recorded. So in May of 2022. And So when I think about inspiring someone to take action right now, I want to continue to inspire to move you all to action. And I also know that so many of you are listening to the show and you're wanting to speak up and you're wanting to learn how to like show up in different ways and in more powerful ways. And you're also wanting to raise children that do the same thing. And you're wanting to inspire other people in your community to do the same thing. And so I think that this conversation is really important right now and going to be really valuable kind of keeping all that in mind and kind of looking at it through that lens. So we're going to talk about how to inspire someone to take action. And when we think about inspiring people to action, it is sometimes because we want an outcome that's mutually beneficial. So you might want to inspire your child to clean up their dishes because everybody wins in your household. Like if they clean their dishes up, then you don't have to clean their dishes up and they're learning how to be responsible and accountable and all those things. There might be other times where you want to inspire someone to action because maybe you want someone to co-sign on something with you and you're like, you know, do this thing with me. Like, let's do this together. Let's use our voices together or share our gifts together or, you know, share our 
maybe like uh, symbiotic talents together to put something great out into the world. Or maybe there's someone who you just see is full of potential in your life and you know that they're meant to do bigger, better things and they don't see it in themselves and you want to impress upon them like you can do this and I see it in you and I know you have it in you. So regardless of why you might want to inspire someone to action, being able to inspire someone to action is a skill of leadership. And the thing is, is you already do this all the time. And so I talk so much on the show about how moms have all these innate gifts that we don't even know that we have because we have to use them so often. They're just a part of who we are after a certain amount of time in motherhood. But you inspire your kids to action every single day, whether you are inspiring them to try a new food, whether you are inspiring them to clean up their clothes, whether you're inspiring them to try something new academically or athletically, whether you're inspiring them to go to camp without a friend for the first time or sleepaway camp for the first time, no matter what the thing is, we're constantly inspiring our kids to action, right? Like it's part of what we do. It's part, not part of what we signed up for. We didn't know that we were going to have to be motivational speakers when we decided to become parents or when we, some of us didn't decide to become parents. When we became parents, none of us knew we had to become like motivational speakers and teachers and educators and trainers and mentors and all these things. But this is what we do all the time. And this is a highly important, valuable, and transferable skill. And we so often in motherhood don't see our skills as highly valuable and important and transferable. And we just dismiss them or we just don't see them at all. They're just invisible to us. And so when I talk to you about inspiring someone to action, I want you to know that you already do this. I'm not asking you to do something new and different. I'm going to ask you to take something that you're doing already and do it in different ways and practice it in new ways and maybe to practice it in maybe a little more scary ways or more vulnerable ways or maybe ways that just have more impact. So let's dig into what this actually looks like. How do we inspire someone to take action? Again, whether you are inspiring your kids to do something new and different or inspiring your partner, inspiring a coworker, inspiring a boss, inspiring someone else in your community for whatever reason, inspiring your sister, your mother-in-law, whatever the case may be. The first thing you can do is tell someone that you believe in them. We especially as, so as kids, I was going to say, especially as adults, as kids, we often have people who tell us they believe in us. And so whether that's our teachers or our parents or our grandparents, we get that messaging, right? As adults, people don't tell you that they believe in you. It's really rare. So if you're trying to inspire an adult to action, please think about what it means when someone tells you that they believe in you. This is such an interesting part of my coaching. And so much of what I am going to talk about today comes from conversations that come up with me with my coaching clients. Because what I've learned over time is I am often sitting with coaching clients on Zoom and they are saying like, there's this thing I want to do, or I'm thinking about this, but I don't know if I can. And what do I do first? And what if it doesn't work? And just me telling that someone that I believe in them can be monumental because we aren't told this very often at all, sometimes never after we become adults. So first of all, just telling someone that you believe in them goes a really long way. And this happened to me. I'm fortunate. I have a few people in my life who routinely tell me that they believe in me. Number one being my mom. <laughs> Number two, and I should say tied, my mom and my husband. But this came up when I was selling my gym, when I told the night I told my husband I wanted to sell my gym and my gym was profitable and successful and kind of a staple of the community when I decided I wanted to sell it. And I just knew, I knew that there was something bigger that I wanted to do, but I didn't know what it looked like 
quite. Like I knew what it had to do with the podcast because the podcast already existed, but I didn't know quite what it was going to look like to make money off of this thing. So when I went to my husband and I said, I think I want to sell the gym and go all in on the podcast and build revenue generating activities around the podcast. He was like, I don't know how you'll do that. I don't know what that looks like. But what I do know is if anyone can do it, it's you. And that was huge for me because that told me that he saw me as someone who made things happen, even when I didn't have all the answers right in front of me. It helped me see him as someone who trusted me enough to not need all the answers in order to say yes to me. And those were really, really big things. So I want you to think about when you tell someone that you believe in them, what that might feel like to them. And think back in times in your to times in your life when people have told you they believe in you and what has that meant? How has that moved you to action? How has that inspired you? How has that catalyzed you? How has that been the thing that created the space for you to be like, okay, I think I can do this. Or maybe, just a maybe, maybe I can do this. Like it might just be that you telling someone that you believe in them, you're creating that glimmer of hope. But oftentimes what you're saying when you tell someone that you believe in them is you are mirroring something to them that they don't see in themselves. So when you hold up your belief as a mirror to someone, they can see, oh, wow, maybe I am worthy or qualified or capable or ready or strong enough or smart enough or powerful enough or educated enough or experienced enough. And that goes such a long way. Your belief can be a mirror for another person in a time when they might not be able to see themselves in the mirror the way that you see them. So that's the first piece is inspire someone to action by simply just letting them know that You believe in them. And that seems simple and it seems small, but it's a big thing that can go a really long way. Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown with three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown. You get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at Wilmington and beaches How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Part two, second thing, second step. So the second step to inspiring someone to take action, whether it's to inspire them to stand up for something or go build something or go quit something or say a yes or a no to something. The second thing that you can do is point out evidence of their strengths, their talents, and their past successes. It is amazing how little we honor and acknowledge and own about our own strengths and talents. And so we will often own like what we've been trained in. So you might be like, well, I'm a great engineer because I went to college for that and I've been doing it for seven years or 10 years or 17 years. But we don't own that as part of that, like I'm a great critical thinker, I'm a great 
comparison analysis person, or I'm a great builder, or I'm a great creator. There's all these other things that we might not recognize. We will own certain titles, especially as they relate to our jobs, but we often don't own a lot of our more peripheral strengths or talents or more innate strengths and talents. And sometimes it takes other people pointing those out to us to say, hey, you're a really great communicator, or you're really creative, or you're really innovative, or you're really adaptable, or you're really positive, or you're really artistic. You're like all those kinds of things, because these are the things that people don't see in themselves. I've had gotten so much feedback over the years in my various roles as a community leader that have fueled my next roles as a community leader, because people have said, you're a great leader, or you're a great communicator, or you're great at bringing groups of women together, or you're great at making connections. As soon as someone says those things to me, I'm like, oh, I am good at those things. And then you know what I want to do more of? The same things. So it's in people telling me that I've been a good leader that I have been really highly encouraged to step into more leadership roles. It's in people telling me that I'm a great connector that I get so excited and look for opportunities to connect women to each other and look at where can I like, oh my gosh, you do this and you do that, you two should meet. I do those things because people have told me that I'm good at them in the past. I did not recognize for many, many years that I'm just innately drawn to leadership or that I love making connections for people. It took me hearing repeatedly from other people that these were things I was just naturally doing and naturally suited toward for me to be like, oh, these are some of my gifts and strengths and talents. And I should put myself in position to do these things more often because this is some of like the Sarah secret sauce. There's all sorts of things that you do and all sorts of ways that you show up that are the same thing and same thing for other people around you. So if you're talking to someone, let's say you're talking to your sister-in-law who's maybe having a moment of self-doubt around her career, if you can say, hey, I see you as someone who is a really great listener or a really great collaborator or a really great innovator, that can be huge in helping that person see what's possible for a next step or helping them see where they might turn in a moment of doubt or when they're considering a new option or a new position or role or place in their community. The other thing you can do with pointing out evidence of strengths and talents is also pointing out evidence of past successes. This is one of my favorite things. If you want to inspire someone to action, help them collect the right evidence. We are really good. Women are really, really good at collecting the wrong evidence. So we collect all sorts of evidence that tell us that like, well, I'm not good enough at this and I'm not smart enough and I'm not qualified and I should go back to school first and I should get a certification and I need more experience and Bob in accounting is better and Susie in payroll, she's been doing it longer. And we just like, we qualify everyone else. And we're like, they all have it figured out, but not me, not yet. And the truth is that's all just a whole bunch of silly stories that we're making up. And the reality is we have a whole portfolio of past successes that we often don't see, but other people see them. And so when I'm sitting with my coaching clients, I love to take just bits and pieces of conversations that I've had with them over time. So let's say I'm working for someone with someone for the last three months, and I can catalog pretty quickly in my head, this person who's telling me that they don't feel ready to do something or take a certain step, I can catalog in my head, well, you know, I know that you've been through like these three really big challenging situations in your life. And I know that you've taken these other couple career leaps in your life. And I know that you've built this other stuff. And I see how you show up in the world right now. So this is all evidence that shows that you're totally ready, qualified, and capable to do the next thing that you want to do. And when we can do that, when we can point out people's past successes, we help them collect the right kind of evidence. We help them collect evidence across their lifespan that 
allows them to see themselves as perfectly poised for whatever it is they want to do right now, whether that is standing up for something, speaking up for something, going for a promotion, going for that next role, joining you and collaborating on something, whatever that thing is. Again, women are really good at collecting the wrong evidence. How can we help each other collect the right evidence? Because when we start collecting that right evidence, we are much more likely to take bold, courageous, brave action. When I see myself as someone who can take bold, courageous, brave action and even have it be kind of messy and imperfect because I know I have a track record of figuring things out when they're messy and imperfect, then I'm ready. Let's go. Like, let's take a chance on that because I've taken a chance on that before and it's worked out. But sometimes I might need someone to tell me like, hey, Sarah, remember, you've taken a chance on other things and they've always worked out. You figure out a lot of things as you go and you're really good at that. I did this a lot with my business coaching clients in 2020 as the pandemic hit. And I talked with them a lot about building traction and how are we going to build traction? And when are other times in your life where you've had to build traction and you didn't know how things were going to turn out and you had to constantly be shifting and pivoting and adapting from so many of us, that's early in motherhood, right? And we figure it out. And it's not necessarily easy, but we can figure it out because that is a superpower in motherhood is figuring it out. So how can we inspire people to take action by pointing out the truth? And the truth is that we all have, again, these portfolios of past evidence that perfectly poise us to take action in the most powerful ways in our lives right now. And when you can point that out to someone in conjunction with their strengths and talents, all of a sudden they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to go do that thing. I'm going to go run for city council. I'm going to go get that leadership position. I'm going to go you know, speak up at the school board meeting, whatever the thing is. So pointing out evidence of people's strengths, talents, and past successes is a huge way to position them and poise them to take action by reminding them who they are, where they come from, what they have behind them that has them more than qualified for whatever they want to step into in this moment. Number three. The third thing that you can do to inspire someone to take action, give them tools, give people tools, and then let them practice with you. And this can look like a whole bunch of different things. So we do this with our kids, right? We do this with our kids. We give them tools. We say, hey, if this kid says this to you at school, you can practice saying this. If you see someone being mean to someone else, here's what you can do. We give kids tools, right? How can you give other people in your life tools? So this doesn't mean you go around telling everyone what to do, but you say, hey, what if you did this? So when someone's sitting with you and they're saying, oh, like I want to do this thing, but I don't know what to do, or someone's just expressing frustration around where they're at right now, I'm not saying give unsolicited advice because I don't think that's helpful. And I've had plenty of people give me unsolicited advice. And when advice is unsolicited, we typically just immediately stop listening. But you can say, hey, would you be open to ideas or suggestions? Here's something that I heard someone on a podcast say, or here's something that I've used in the past that has worked. I know that I'm on a couple different threads with other parents, other moms who were working through things with our kids as they hit different developmental milestones or just have similar maybe strengths or struggles in life. And we're constantly trading tools like, hey, have you tried this thing? Hey, what about this? And it can be so incredibly helpful to have someone else say like, oh, I did this thing or I read about this thing, right? So of course, we want to ask people if that's okay before we give them tools, but honor your own tools, going back to number two, honor your own strengths and talents and past successes in order to share those with other people and give them the tools that they need. So inspiring someone to take action might be like, hey, If you're thinking about using your voice in this situation, here's a way that I've used my voice in a similar situation. 
Here's a template that I've used. Here's how I've seen it done in other places. Here's how I just saw someone talk about this in a Facebook group the other day. So there's so many different ways that we can use tools. If the thing that you are trying to inspire someone to do is in your wheelhouse and your area of expertise, oh my gosh, please tell someone. I'm blown away by how often we're like really shy and precious about our own gifts and our own experiences and tools. So we might have 20 years experience in something, but like someone speaks up with a need and we're like, oh, but I like, I don't want to be pushy. You don't need to be pushy. This actually comes up in my business coaching group in Tenacious Mamas. This has come up a few times. We have this wonderful member who has all this background in HR. And so sometimes people ask questions really specific about their business in terms of hiring and in terms of employees and um, contractors. And it's so fantastic that the person who has all this experience in HR, she immediately, she's like, here's what you need to know. She is not precious about like, well, I don't want to like push my experience on you. No, she says like, here's how I can take what I know and provide tools to you to use in your business. And it is so incredibly helpful and everybody's so grateful. And I, as the leader of the group, you might be thinking like, oh, you just let her take over your group and share her expertise. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I do. Because you know what? I don't have 20 years of experience in HR. So where can we get over ourselves and not be precious with our skills, our talents, our strengths, and then share them with other people? Or if we have tools that we know people can benefit from that they haven't had practice using, how can we let people practice with us? And so sometimes this means being a guinea pig for people. Sometimes this means showing up and being like, I'll go first. And so I know this has happened, especially when I was younger and I had friends changing careers, like going into either becoming life coaches or massage therapists or personal trainers or triathlon coaches or whatever. They're like, I just want to like practice my stuff on someone. And I was like, raising my hand, like, I will be there for you. Practice your coaching on me. So where can we give people tools and then let them practice with us as well? So maybe you're just doing role play with someone. Maybe you're like, hey, I know you're going to have that hard conversation with your dad later this week or your boss later this week. Do you want to just practice with me? Like, tell me what I need, a few things I need to know about this person. And I will like be my best version of that maybe awful person or that tricky person or that challenging person to just help you like talk through what you want to talk through. I've had to do this in business coaching groups. And I always like roll my eyes when a coach is like, we're going to do some role plays. But it's super helpful when we practice role playing and practicing new skills or newer skills with different people. And we let them get then some experience under their belt. So then they can go practice it in higher exposure ways. So when we talk about our practicing, let someone practice with us, that's low exposure. That's typically more safe. There's maybe already established trust, hopefully already established trust. When we are putting people in a position of going out in the world and doing these things on their own, a lot of times it is lower trust situations, it's higher exposure, meaning like it's just more vulnerability, more nerves, more things could go sideways, more variables that can't be controlled. So when we let people practice in lower exposure ways, we're setting them up for success in higher exposure ways. So just like when your kid is laying in bed at night and they're really nervous about something that happened at school and you're like, hey, Tell me about the conversation that you think might happen tomorrow with Sammy on the playground or Jilly on the playground or whatever. And what do you think you could say? And what do you think they would say? And do you want to practice it? What words could you use? That practice in a low exposure way with a trusted adult is going to set them up to have a little bit of confidence in the actual conversation. And it's the same thing when you're talking with a friend or a colleague or another family member about having a conversation with someone or having an interaction or practicing a new tool in a new in a new capacity or in a new circumstance. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilled Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. 
The mission of TILT is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above, is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. If you're a parent, I invite you to join us at the Mindful Mama podcast, where it's all about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. With sometimes hilarious and always thought-provoking experts and friends, at Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm Hunter Clark-Fields, and I can't wait to see you there. Listen in to the Mindful Mama podcast. The fourth way to inspire someone to take action is to give them grace to show up imperfectly. So when we are nudging, inviting, maybe pushing someone to take action, when we give people grace and permission to show up imperfectly, we remind people that we are all showing up imperfectly all the time. And we let people remember that if we wait until we're going to show up perfectly, we will never show up at all. (laughs) So we invite people to show up and give them permission and grace to show up imperfectly. It lowers that sense of vulnerability. It lowers that sense of perfectionism. It lowers the exposure and that perceived risk. And it heightens trust. And it heightens bravery and courage. And it heightens opportunity. And it also can heighten optimism that I can show up and just assume this isn't going to go exactly as I plan. And it's still going to be fine. It's still going to be better than fine. So I learned in having to do a lot of things for the first time in my business that I stopped trying to make plan things to be perfect, because I knew that I would only be disappointed. So I started creating a lot more space for things to be like, oh, this will probably be like, you know, 80 to 85% great. And there will probably be 15 to 20% that I'm like, oh, didn't see that coming, didn't plan for that, that's a little wonky. And then I just roll with it through the whole thing. And if you know me and you've seen me roll through the punches, I'm like not shy about it. Like I will just all out say like, oh, that was not planned, but we're gonna keep going. This this like came to such a huge head a couple of years ago, pre-COVID, I was running a retreat in Seattle for I think like 15 small business owners, my business and leadership clients, coaching clients. And we were all at an Airbnb and we all got kicked out of the Airbnb. So we were there for the weekend, this big house in Seattle and through a series of wild events. And I mean... (laughs) The story would take me way too long to share, but we ended up getting kicked out of this Airbnb. And when I say we got kicked out of an Airbnb, you might be like, wow, were you being like wild party animals? No, we were not. 
I will tell you that the main complaint was that people were drinking their coffee too loudly on the porch at like 8am in the morning. And that is why we got kicked out. And it really was like, pretty much that simple. It was so, so ridiculous. But anyways, I'm running this retreat, we get kicked out of this house while I'm running the retreat. I was internally like, every fiber of my being was completely panicking. But I knew that people had flown in from all over the country and spent a decent amount of money to be at this experience and that I couldn't externally freak out. So I was internally freaking out while externally, I was just running them through retreat activities while my incredible team, Katie and Christy, were finding us a new place to move. So we had to move 15 people out of this Airbnb and over to a hotel. And it was like such a fiasco. My team handled it beautifully. And I just had to keep going. And that was one of those situations where I didn't plan for this retreat experience to be 100% perfect because I knew I've done enough things at that point that I knew things things can get derailed. But I certainly never expected anything to get derailed to that extent. That was a massive derailment where this was not an experience of like 80% of the things went right and 20% went wrong. This was like in this moment for a few hours, I felt like 100% of the things were going wrong. At the end of the retreat, a couple people came up to me and they said, we can't believe how you handled that. You acted like you weren't freaking out and you just kept leading us through retreat content while your team was figuring out what we were going to do. And it seemed like you weren't like thrown off course by it. And that was such a great reminder that I don't feel like I'm someone who's good at rolling with the punches. But when I have to roll with the punches, I'm really good at rolling with the punches. And we all have that in us where we think like, I'm not that good at that thing, or I can't really pull it off. And in reality, if we give ourselves grace and permission to show up imperfectly, we have the capacity to roll through imperfect action in a much bigger way than we think in a much bigger way than we give ourselves permission for permission to do so. So I want you to think about when you're inspiring someone to take action, how can you give them grace and permission to show up imperfectly and really help them honor that, yeah, some things might go sideways and like they might go really sideways and it's still okay that you can go through that experience and still be fine at the end, even if it was really hard, really frustrating, there might be long-term ramifications, but you can get through all of that. It was hard for me to find the humor or the lesson in that experience, in that retreat experience as we were going through it. But now when I lead retreats, I always laugh. I'm like, well, no matter what happens, it can't be that as bad as having to move locations in the middle of it and get kicked out of an Airbnb. So I'm like, lay it on me. Like nothing else can go wrong this retreat on any other retreat because I've already been through the worst thing that can happen on a retreat. So even when we can't find a rhyme or reason or find humor in the moment, we can use that down the road as like now our threshold for what we can tolerate is way, way higher. Our threshold for rolling through things imperfectly is way, way higher, which creates a lot of opportunity to do things with a lot more grace moving forward because we've already been through the hardest stuff. So when we inspire someone to take action by giving them that grace and permission to show up imperfectly, we really create space for people to just go try. And just go try in whatever way makes sense for them. 
and not be tied to something being executed perfectly, not be tied to their words coming out perfectly, not be tied to their, you know, whether or not their voice is shaking. This has come up so many times recently as we've been in high stakes conversations. And actually inside of Momentum Mamas in our membership community, we've actually been practicing high stake conversations, which has been really, really cool. And as we've been practicing high stakes conversations, just for that sense of like, how do you engage in a conversation that's really tricky? What do you say? How do you sit with really big emotion and stay neutral and calm? And as we've been doing that, What's been really interesting is so many people have expressed like, oh my gosh, I felt so nervous as I was saying that as we were practicing things on Zoom. But what we're seeing as bystanders of a conversation or or participants of someone speaking up and saying something, we're seeing like someone who's really calm, cool, and collected. So often what we feel and what other people witness are really different things. And this happens to me all the time. I can be on stage and be really nervous, but what other people are seeing, they're not seeing the nervousness. They're seeing me like laugh at myself. They're seeing me like maybe trip over a couple of words, but then like pick up right where I left off. And like, they're seeing these like little imperfections and they're thinking nothing of it because they're seeing it as part of a bigger picture. They're not noticing that those little tiny nuances. So when we give people that permission and that grace to show up imperfectly, we give people permission to show up and have the weird, wonky, messy, nuancey stuff be there and not matter. And when people get to practice that over and over again, they are more likely to take action over and over again. And their action is likely going to go from lower exposure to higher exposure. So when we go through these four steps, we tell someone that we believe in them. We point out evidence of their strengths, their talents, their past successes. When we give them tools and let them practice, when we give them grace and permission to show up imperfectly, what happens over time is that people will go from low exposure risk-taking to higher exposure risk-taking. So they'll go from speaking up in a safe environment to speaking up in an environment where they have to be more courageous. So maybe speaking up at the dinner table with your family to speaking up in a bigger context in the community, to speaking up maybe in the workplace or in their classroom at school. When we give people the space to do this, to practice over and over and over again, we're inspiring people to become action takers and decision makers and influencers, not like Instagram influencers, but community influencers, community leaders that really, really make their mark, that really, really make their difference, that really, really do make things happen and make change happen. And oh my goodness, We know right now more than ever, we need a whole generation of people to make change happen. And we are in one of those generations, but there's more generations behind us coming. And so how are we going to lead that charge? How are we going to inspire people to action by letting them know that we believe in them, by pointing out their strengths and talents and successes, by giving them tools, by inviting them to practice with us, and by giving them that grace and permission to show up imperfectly. So thank you for being here. Thank you for listening. If this episode was helpful to you or you think there's someone in mind that might be able to really benefit from it, please screenshot, tag me at Shameless Mom Academy. I always love to get your feedback and I'm so grateful to be here with you and I will see you on Wednesday with a fantastic interview. Thank you so much for joining me in the Shameless Mom Academy today. I really, really appreciate you being here and I hope you learned something new. As always, this conversation will be continued over in our free private Facebook group. You can join that group by going to shamelessmom.com forward slash 
Facebook to connect with other shameless moms just like you. Additionally, if this is your first time listening to the show, know that we are here every Monday and Wednesday with a brand new episode. So make sure you subscribe, go to whatever podcast app you use and subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. You can do that directly if you go to shamelessmom.com forward slash review that will put you in Apple Podcasts where you can click on the subscribe button and you can also leave a review. If you scroll down a little bit, you can leave a five-star review. You can write a few sentences letting me know what you thought about the show. If you let me know how the show has impacted you in becoming a more shameless mom, you might be nominated to be shameless mom of the week. Also, please share this episode. My goal is to help more mamas be more shameless every damn day. So please do share this episode. You can take a screenshot of the episode on your phone and then share it out on social media. Tag me at the Shameless Mom Academy on Facebook or Instagram. I'm quick to reply and eager to send you Facebook love and love to be connected to all of you. So again, thank you for being here. I can't wait to be back here again with you in just a couple days. And until then, no matter what you do today, make sure you do it shamelessly. If you like this show, there's a decent chance you'll also enjoy the Shameless Mom Academy. Hi, I'm Sarah Dean, the founder and host of the Shameless Mom Academy. The Shameless Mom Academy is a podcast for moms that centers moms more than it centers your kids. I'm not going to teach you how to make baby food or how to make your three-year-old or 13-year-old stop having tantrums. Instead, I'm going to bring you back to yourself. For the last 20 years, I've been helping moms through growth and transformation. Inside the Shameless Mom Academy, I help you identify who you are and who you are becoming. Look, motherhood is hard. It brought me to my knees many times and sometimes still does. Returning to who I am and who I am becoming allows me to decide how to show up in all those sticky motherhood moments, but also in all my other relationships and in all the ways I show up in my various communities. So come check out the Shameless Mom Academy wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm willing to bet you'll leave feeling a little inspired and maybe even completely fired up. And you'll probably laugh a few times because I promise we never take ourselves too seriously over here. With 700 episodes to choose from, you're likely going to find something that sparks and speaks to you inside the Shameless Mom Academy.